Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Welcome back to the 19th episode of the Short Track Talk podcast. Today, we have a very young writer here with us. Uh, she has started her preseason and will be traveling to Europe soon, as she, she has told me. She has made a change of teams for this season, and I believe she's very excited about it. Uh, she's Canadian. Uh, she's been a Canadian national champion before in younger categories. And for those who don't know who I'm talking about yet, uh, today we have here with us Emily Johnston. Good morning, Emily. How are you doing today? morning i'm doing good thanks how's everything going how how was christmas super nice yeah i got to spend christmas at home and then traveled to arizona for a little bit of warm weather training before i came back for to make final preparations to leave to europe so yeah it was super nice when are you leaving to europe um i'll leave actually on sunday and I have to stop in Ottawa to get my visa first, but then then I'll head over to to join the team for our first training camp and uh, get to race the Mediterranean Epic in Spain. So really looking forward to it. Sounds sounds exciting and a trip to the nice weather of uh, Costa Blanca in Spain uh, sounds even better. To be honest, I don't know yeah. about you, but I'm freezing in the UK right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it's probably similar. Similar weather to where I live on Vancouver Island there with all the rain. Just lots of rain <laughs> all the time. Yeah, pretty much. And first of all, how are you feeling about this season? A <clears throat> uh, few changes. Uh, last season probably ended, I don't know, if the way you were hoping or not with the team uh, coming to an end. Um. Yeah, no, I. it was definitely, a, it was a... It was a great year with the group that I had and they're some of my super close friends, but I'm super looking forward to this season and um, I think it'll be a really great step and getting to race and train in Europe the whole year and have like a base over there will be super helpful because the travel to and from North America the whole year is definitely pretty exhausting. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to joining them. Uh, first of all, uh, how was last season for you in general? How were your feelings, uh, your results? Was it what you were expecting or were you expecting something else or something different? Um, last year was was definitely a lot of learning for me, I think. Um, I started off the season with a bit of a concussion in Brazil, which was not super great. So there was lots of ups and downs for me during the year. I had some issues with heat stroke and some breathing problems at nationals and just there was lots of things that got thrown at me but it was it was good I definitely had a few rides that I was super proud of and some that was not as great but yeah I felt like I just learned learned a ton last year and I'm looking forward to bringing it into this coming season I think I've made some good changes and I'm feeling pretty confident going into the the new year. Oh, that's amazing to hear. As as always, uh, you don't always have the races you expect, but sometimes you do, man. And those are the ones that have to count. And yeah. how how are you feeling about the new team? Trek Future Racing, uh, for those who don't know, Trek Vaude, known as before. Now they've changed names a little bit. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be so amazing. Um uh like I haven't actually gotten to meet them all in person yet so everything I've done chatting with them has been over zoom but um I've gotten to obviously I've been competing with the girls in in the world cups before and gotten to 
have some really good battles with them in the past. And so being able to train with such a strong group of riders will be amazing. And all the staff is so nice. And yeah, I'm just really, really looking forward to it. It's a, it's a great group of people and it's going to be a great year. Yeah, uh, that's great to hear, I'm sure. Uh, what's the big goal for you this year? What's the most thing you're looking forward <laughs> The big, the big mark on the calendar? Um, I guess world championships and having a good race there is always the biggest goal. But, um, for me, like I'm really hoping to have, uh, really consistently strong rides instead of being so much all over the map as I was last year. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I'm just really looking forward to really all the races. They are, they're always all so fun, but yeah, worlds and nationals are obviously always two big ones. So yeah, well, I can imagine, especially after not being able to finish uh, nationals last season uh, due to the breeding problems you mentioned before. I'm sure it's a big mark on the calendar and something you will be chasing. <laughs> yeah, for sure, definitely. And there's some there's some really fast juniors coming up in Canada, so it'll it'll be an exciting year as well. So it's always another battle, even better, uh, just to make you compete yeah. even better. <laughs> yeah, the level. absolutely. And in terms exactly. of the season, uh, you mentioned okay. you were starting in the Mediterranean Epic, which is great to hear. It's a great race, uh, quite hard, very competitive. And what's next? Can it be, if it comes um, Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll do some, um, I'm not like 100% sure, honestly, um, after that, I'll probably just get another good training block in since the race season is so long. And um, I'm living in Austria in Hyming is where the team is based out of. So, of course, the Hyming HC will, will be the, another early season race that we'll be going to and just some other Italian cups and stuff in March. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to, to get to try some new venues too that I've never raced at before. Well, for sure. And also a great chance to travel around Europe and just get to know new places, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always the best. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned uh, quite a slow start because as soon as the World Cup starts, uh, everything gets so hectic. Traveling, uh, weekends in and out, uh, backpacking, suitcases. How are you feeling about that? Um, Not too bad. I would say with with last year and how busy it was with traveling to and from like Europe every time. Um, I think this year will be um, a bit easier to not have to deal with the jet lag as much. Of course, it's always busy regardless, but um, I think by being in Europe, it's going to minimize that travel stress and make, make racing a lot, make it easier to go into the races a lot more focused and less, fatigued from the travel absolutely and uh going a little bit into last season uh, you got a few top 10s last season under 23 slowly taking little steps towards that uh big goal of uh raising as a as an elite i believe and how does it feel to you know be racing with the best girls of your age in the world and uh, realizing that you're in that group of the best riders in the world oh it's it's super fun um it's it's amazing how strong everyone is and so they get to go out there and push yourself every race is like the best feeling there is um definitely want to be able to get more into that top 10 group and top five hopefully this season to get to keep racing with them but 
everyone is so awesome and so nice on the course. And it's just great to be able to have such great battles on the course and then have them as friends off of it. So it's really nice. It's a good, it's world cup race community, a great vibe. (laughs) That's, that's really amazing to hear. Uh, Of course, uh, when you spend so much time with those people at the end of the day in and outside the races, it's always good to have a good community, like you mentioned, and have a good atmosphere in general. And outside of cycling, what is it you enjoy doing? Um, I'm in school right now. So I'm also studying economics at the University of Victoria, which makes it definitely busy when it comes to training and racing. Um, So that's kind of like takes up most of my my spare time. But I also really enjoy skiing. I do a lot of ski touring and stuff in the winter and just love to get out into the mountains and explore. That would be kind of the main things coffee obviously i love coffee and (laughs) and uh and rec and music so yeah coffee is part of the essentials i believe uh it's not i know i think i think i don't think that's anything special i think if you ride a bike or just everyone in general likes coffee so (laughs) (laughs) not negotiable absolutely and how is you mentioned you were doing a degree in economics how is that going so far, managing uh, training, resting, and having to study and go to class and everything? Um, it's definitely busy. Um, the, this semester, I take everything online, which makes it so that I can do it at my, well, not at my own pace, but um, I can choose what time in the day to do it. So it makes it easier to get some training in. Um, but in a way, sometimes it's good for resting because it makes me sit down in one place instead of be up and around and doing things the whole time but it's uh it definitely can can be a lot and a lot of stress at times but um I really enjoy going to school and I think it's it's fun and um especially in the fall when I get to take classes in person and be with my friends at school it it makes it easier I would say this semester online is is more challenging with staying motivated to do it because sitting on your computer all day is not as easy as going to classes and being engaged so yeah yeah I gotta say I can relate to that Uh, online classes are not not the best (laughs) to concentrate and to make you do things (laughs) yeah it is what it is sometimes and like you mentioned always going to class and being able to stay engaged it's just another plus of learning of course and uh, going a little bit into the end of last season, it's a difficult topic uh, talking about the team, uh, but I have to ask. It's okay if you don't want to answer. I'm totally fine with it. But how do you get told that the team uh, is going to kind of disappear for the year and that you have to start uh, looking for a new one? Oh, um, well, I was able, I was lucky enough that my team manager told me not at the end of the season. He gave us a good amount of warning um so that we we had the opportunity to start talking with people and looking around and um I mean the team manager that I had last year is really an amazing guy and a really good friend and uh really helped me out a ton so um everything that they did was they did in a really good way of letting us know early so we had time and of course it's hard and um to know and have that pressure that oh shoot like I don't have anything for next year and there was definitely a period in the fall where I thought I was gonna 
be privateering or <laughs> potentially potentially just traveling with the national team, which would have made it. It's obviously traveling with the national team is great, but it makes it more challenging than having your your trade team support. So to have been able to chat with Czech Future Racing and have them be so so nice and to have them accept me into their team was really, really incredible. So made really took off a lot of pressure from my shoulders when I got to to sign with them just to be able to have that security for sure. Otherwise you're like, oh, I don't know what bike I'm riding. I don't know what races I'm going to. And it definitely gets stressful. Yeah, I can imagine uh, just the fact of getting used to a new bike, uh, which is completely quite different uh, to the ones you're used to riding is always a bit of pressure and uh, not having much time to even do it is even worse. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, did you get told before the last races or was was did everything start off to the last World Cup? Um, no, I I got told um, in January. Right. So how is racing the whole season with uh, the pressure on the back of your head of, oh, I got to perform well because otherwise I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a bit of trouble here? I think that that did definitely affect me and is something that I was working and working for for next year is that once I have one good race, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do better the next race. And uh, usually the next race ends up being worse than the race before because of that. So um, definitely learning to work and deal with that pressure last year was something that um, was challenging, but I think really helpful as well. And uh, it was it was all pressure put on by myself, obviously, but that's the way it is normally is if you put the pressure on yourself to do well. Um, but I think it was really good to learn and to practice dealing with that kind of pressure. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was hard knowing the whole year, but made it so that you made the most of every moment with, with that group for sure. Absolutely. And uh, you guys had a pretty good year in general, a really good results. You were in top 10. Uh, Gwen also did, did really well. I had her on the podcast a few months ago. And how is that having a teammate uh, when, when a World Cup short track on the team? Oh, how does it, that was, feel? it was super amazing. It was so exciting. I was so happy for her and how great her season was last year. Um, she's I, we didn't actually know each other at all going into the last the last race year, like maybe said hi at a couple races. But um, now she's definitely one of my best friends and I'm just like super stoked for her. She she's probably one of the hardest working people I know, and she really deserves everything. Oh, so it's awesome. That's amazing to hear. And now uh, leaving uh, kind of a season and next season a bit aside, I wanted to take a bit of a step back, if I may and ask you how did you first start writing um i first started writing with the with an after school program um when i was like 10 years old um my dad took me out to cumberland and uh there's this u rock which is called the united riders of cumberland it's like um they deal with all the trails and like the cumberland community and uh they used to have like an after school ride and I just started going on some of those and I really loved it. And then just kept riding and 
my dad would take me on bike rides on the weekend and I started using it because I used to ski race like alpine ski race Mm -hmm. so I started using it as like my other sport from skiing so uh it was and then I just fell in love with it and I ended up doing a couple Canada Cups and was like oh I'm better at this than I am at skiing I think I'll switch (laughs) I can do better at biking so yeah it was it was uh I really loved it right from the beginning, for sure. Well, uh, it's a really good story to hear. And of <laughs> course, when you're a kid, you always end up uh, liking the results. Uh, if you don't do yeah, well, exactly. you're like, I'm absolutely done with this. Uh, give me a change. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of racing, uh, you've raced uh, in South America, Central America. You've also been uh, quite a bit in Canada and the US, of course. Uh, you've been in World Cups in Europe. What is it that's been your favorite so far? Like the place you went to and you said, oh, I definitely want to come back here. Um, For racing, like that's so hard. I feel like everywhere is just so amazing in its own way um, and so different. So being able to just travel the world racing bikes is I'm so lucky to be able to get to do that. Um, But going to Brazil last year was super amazing I loved being in Brazil and the fans the spe- I've never experienced spectators like that before it was incredible and everyone made you feel like so welcomed and yeah I the course was really sick too all the drops and stuff like even though my race there was probably one of the hardest races of my life um it was it was really fun it was a it was a great vibe there Oh, uh, that's more than fair. And yes, I've had other athletes on the podcast that have said that Brazil was definitely a special one just because of the atmosphere and the warm weather, which is always helpful in April. It's not what yeah. you always get at home. Yeah, and absolutely. And in terms of training, uh, do you have someone to work with you or did you like last year have the Norco uh, t- uh, trainer with you and then this year you're switching or how do you how do you usually do it? So I keep it, we all have like private coaches normally. Um, I got to work with like the technical trainer with the Norco team a little bit at the races, but my coach, um, I just recently switched to having Catherine Pendrel as my coach in September. So um, it's been really, really great getting to work with her. She's been my biggest inspiration and like mentor through cycling for my whole life. So getting to have her as a coach is really special. I mean, she's quite the legend, so she definitely uh, can give you some good tips in terms of raising and obviously uh, in terms of training. There's not, not many people that know how the body works and uh, the bike works like her, of course. Yeah, and for sure. In terms of, well, we've mentioned training and in terms of diets and mental coaching and that kind of stuff, do you have anybody to help you with that or not just yet? Yeah, I do. Um, Through Cycling Canada, they have some really great resources um, for athletes. And so I've been working with a nutritionist um, for the last couple years. At the start, it was like a bit more like loose and just like trying to figure out race fueling and ride fueling and now more in depth about like what your body needs. But still, I still struggle with eating enough during races and rides. That's still my biggest weakness. I just like forget and just end up food bonking so she still has to help me with that um and uh I've also been working with a mental performance trainer for the last uh few years as well 
Oh, that's that's really cool. It's something uh, not a lot of people. Well, it's something that's starting to become more common. But at the end of the day, uh, not all people use it. I believe it's something really useful and it really helps and gets the the full power out of you. But it's always something interesting to talk. And you were saying uh, traveling to your Europe, living in Austria, it's a big change for you because like last year you at least got to go back home at least a little bit, but this year is going to be a little bit different. So how are you feeling about all of this? Because sometimes uh, just leaving home for quite a while is not always easy. Yeah, um, I lived away from home for six months before with the World Cycling Center when I was in my first year, U23. Um, so I've, I've moved to Europe before and I think, um, of course, I'm going to get homesick and miss miss being at home and my trails and like the daily routine I have at home but I um I think that the cycling community and the teammates that I'll have and as long as I have that group of people around me um I'm gonna have a a great time I I'm really excited to make the move and to live in some live in a new place and meet new people and make new friends and just get to experience something new. I'm always looking forward to it. So I think it will be really positive. Absolutely. And you mentioned you were going to Austria. So how's the German going so far? Because that's gonna, that's gonna be a big part of it. I know. I mean, last time I lived in Europe, I got lucky because it was in a French speaking part. So I could like get by with my French, but um, I've started taking a German class at school this year. That was my elective for this semester. So <laughs> I'm really hoping that that I can learn a little bit more. It seems it's going to be challenging, but I think maybe being surrounded by it is the best way to learn for sure, rather than like, I know that when I lived in the French part of Switzerland, my French got so much better than it had been just doing classes at school. So hopefully learning a little bit online and then actually getting to listen will will help me out, but we'll see. For sure. And it's always a big change from just having to use it every day, no matter what. Like you don't have the option of, oh, I don't want to go to class today. I don't want to do this. It's, it's going to be a mandatory <laughs> thing for you. Yeah. And you've had some really good results over the years for you. You've been a junior national champ. You've been under 23 national champ already. How does that feel uh, to be able to wear the maple leaf and to win the maple leaf? Um, it's super, it's super special for sure. Nationals is always like a special race and it's uh, always a battle. Everyone brings, brings it for sure. Um, I think, uh, I'd had like a lot of nationals where I'd like made silly mistakes and like just maybe cracked a little bit under the pressure. And so um, to get to to where it's always like always an honor. Um, I think my first year U23 when I when I won nationals was was uh, one of my best races ever because the we I just had a really good battle with the the girl in second who came second she'd been beating me all season and we were really close in all the races so it definitely was it's always exciting to get a to race for the national champion jersey and to have won it in cross in victoria this year was also pretty awesome just because it's my hometown so it was 
pretty cool to get to race in front of the home crowds and win it. So, yeah. I was about to ask, uh, cross or cross country? Uh, what is it for you? Cross country. Yeah, I, I got to race a few cross races and it's so much fun. It's like, I love doing the local cross and it's great training over the winter. Um, but I love mountain biking for sure. That's what, that's what I like to do. So <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's more than fair. And in terms of nationals, uh, where do you see yourself this year? Oh, it'll be exciting for sure. It's always, you never know. I feel like, I feel like nationals, anything can happen. So, I mean, any race, anything can happen, but, um, yeah, everyone, changes from year to year so i'm just looking forward to see and while you just mentioned everyone changes i imagine you, you've changed quite a bit too especially uh, with the switch of coaches so how are those feelings those uh, sensations coming along uh, at the start of the season um feeling good this year yeah i think um with the more i've been going to the gym more often and working on like stability and stuff, which is something that I've struggled with, with back pain over the last few years. And definitely I'm still a bit of a noodle. People like to call me, but I'm working on it. And I think I've uh, started to take a, a more rounded approach and that it's been paying off and I'm feeling good right now. Well, uh, that's exciting uh, towards the, the start of the season. Uh, you mentioned uh, you've been in uh, the French part of Switzerland before, and uh, that, that was really exciting for you. How are you feeling about moving to Austria in general? Um, yeah, I'm. I'm really excited about it. Um, I I think it's gonna be really cool to get to live in a new place, and I've heard so many great things about Austria and to be in the mountains and stuff. It'll be incredible. So. Wow, uh, for sure. And I always kind of uh, like to ask this question because uh, there's you always get surprised with the with the answers. You race internationally, you race a lot, uh, you guys nowadays. And is there someone that you race against that you're really good friends with and that just pushes you a little bit harder to know like, oh, I really want to beat her today or she's really <laughs> she really pu pushes me to the limit, you know? Um, I think it like it definitely changes with each race like where you where you're at um I know I've had some some super good battles with um one of the other girls who's on Trek Future Racing Tamara before so I'm really looking forward to getting to train with her because we've definitely had some back and forth in the last races um for the last few years actually and um uh she's actually stopped racing but another Canadian Marianne Tebeach, she was. Uh, we were always super close, and I felt like we always pushed each other in a really, really great way in all the races. Um, so it's too bad she's she's stopped racing for this season. But uh, yeah, she was always definitely someone who pushed me hard. Well, uh, that's more than a good enough answer, of course. And then uh, one question I'm always curious about because at the end of the day, each rider deals with it differently. When you have a bad race and you just want to clear your, your head, is there anything you like to do or that you know is going to always help out? Like uh, go on a walk maybe or by yourself or just listen to a couple songs or whatever? Um, I think for me, whenever I have a bad a bad day or a good day, really, I mean, I just want to spend time with um 
my teammates and the people around me and just laugh and make jokes or maybe call call back home and chat with my family and just I think for me being surrounded by people who who I care about and who care about me when I have a bad day always makes me feel better because I know I have that community around me and that support through the highs and lows so that's probably what I would say helps me the most after a bad race that's uh, more than a fair enough answer and of course always being surrounded by good people and the people you care about it it always helps just in general not only for clearing your head but just to be in a happy place in a, in a great atmosphere and yeah you're 20 now I think uh this year yeah turning 21 <laughs> turning 21 under 23 still got a couple of years left so still got time but where do you see yourself do you see yourself racing uh professionally do you see yourself jumping to elite sometime soon or do you want to kind of finish the under 23 years and then we'll see um i definitely want to race professionally that's always been a big goal of mine for a long time so um I'll finish U23 as a U23, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, racing professionally is a huge goal and going to the Olympics for sure, um, whether it's this coming one or the one a few years down the road. That's up in the air. We'll see. But that's definitely a, a, a huge goal of mine. Uh, that's absolutely fair. And then... In terms of uh, we as young people, we always look up to uh, some kind of writer. We always have that writer in mind that, oh, I really want to be like her or like him. Do you have that that writer that you just admire so much and that you get to see them at races and like admire them even more after? Um, for me, it's for sure Catherine. She's definitely been always my biggest inspiration getting to watch her race on the World Cups when I was like younger and she would even come to like some like of the local cross races. I think I still have a photo of her from when I was like under, like I was like 10 years old or something. And it's like one, it's, it's just, she's definitely always been my, my biggest inspiration for sure. Wow. That's super nice. And I imagine uh, having her as a coach now, it's even more motivating. So that's really, that's really cool to have and something really special. I know not a lot of people get to have. And yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed the talk. Uh, thank you for coming. And what I always ask for at the end of the interview, sometimes it's the most difficult question for some people. For some people, it's just easy, which is if you could give me a song to put at the end of the podcast. Oh, dang. Um, <laughs> a song to play at the end of the podcast. That's really hard. Um, anything you like. Uh, like probably any... one of my favorite songs would be um, Such Great Heights by the postal service such great high by the postal service all right well yeah. uh, that's what we're living everyone with uh today so <laughs> thank you for coming emily i really enjoyed the talk uh safe tra safe travels to europe and i wish you the very best this season uh we'll, we'll be watching you thank you so much thanks for chatting okay i am thinking it's this time that the freckles in our eyes are mirror images and when we kiss they're perfectly alive